Hello and welcome to the Missing Peace Podcast. I'm your host Becca and here we talk about everything related to how we can reconnect to ourselves to live the life we truly want. I am passionate about helping people come back to themselves, feel comfortable in their own skin and find inner peace, freedom and fulfillment. I hope that listening to this podcast can inspire you to start your own journey to find the missing peace within. Hello everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I today I um I guess I wasn't really planning on this podcast because originally we would have had our first interview on today, but we've had a bit of a reschedule. So I sort of thought what feels right to share and I felt um I guess a bit of a calling to talk about my journey with anxiety. And this isn't about some sort of cathartic release, although I'm sure it will be as well, but it's about it's about continuing the conversation about mental health. It is about sharing so that hopefully somebody out there listening can realize that they're not alone in this. And I want to share what it's been like for me. And I want to share how I've managed to, I believe, thrive with having anxiety. I am in a much better place than I was when I didn't even realize I had it because I've been on this big journey of reconnecting to myself and you know that's then meant that I've discovered that I've got anxiety but I've been able to I guess work with it and just know that I have everything I need within me to be able to manage my own journey through anxiety so I want to caveat all this by saying that obviously I'm not a professional. I am somebody who has also been through therapy for my anxiety and I have to give massive credit to my therapist actually because she's a big uh, believer in kind of the talking side of things and without even realizing it she's empowered me to go on my own journey of connecting to myself, discovering my anxiety, discovering where it comes from and it's honestly it's been so empowering. I feel like I am in control of this whole journey now, whereas previously it was always in control of me, even when I was not even aware of it being there, which I'll explain a little bit more of in a minute. But so I would always say seek seek uh, some professional help. And really what I'm doing here is I just want to share and I want to say what's helped for me, but don't take that as 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 fact. The whole point of this is that this is to kind of show you that you are your own best teacher. So it's also really kind of along the, the conversation of everything that I'm about in being a self-awareness coach, which is to become aware of what's going on inside. And this is where we can find answers, answers of, you know, why we are feeling this way, whatever our mental health is like, you know, we get to understand what's what's the root of that, what are our triggers and how we can look after ourselves. Because I think, you know, potentially, not that I'm a I know this is a fact or anything, but I think the reason that our mental health is really quite frazzled at the moment is because we've never really been taught how to deal with our emotions, how to care for ourselves and uh, how to look out for any, I guess, warning signs as well. And then we can delve in into um, more deep issues. So, yeah, this is really, I guess this is about hopefully a little bit of solidarity for someone out there you know we're in this together and so yeah let's just talk about this let's talk about our mental health and let's just make it a normal conversation and empower each other through it as well so my journey with anxiety is uh i don't know if maybe people relate to this or not but i for a long period of time 
when I, looking back now, I had anxiety, I did not realise at all that I was anxious. I, my brain had this amazing ability of being able to hide all this through binge eating, through control and keeping me busy for maybe a decade of my life. So working backwards about, well, about two years ago when I discovered that I, I had anxiety was around the time that I had uh, decided that I wanted to end my binge eating, you know, finally end it. And I tried different things, but I'd found the process of intuitive eating, which I talk about it uh, in the first few episodes of this podcast, when I was, well, before I pivoted more towards self-awareness coaching, I was looking at going into anti-diet coaching. So it's still something I feel really passionate about. But, you know, I've ultimately realized that my whole journey to healing, healing food, healing fitness, healing myself has all been because I've started to learn to listen to myself and trust myself. And so, yeah, a couple of years ago, I was into the uh, intuitive eating. And this is when I started the process of um, breaking down my binge eating, which I did. And that uh, is crazy, actually, because for about seven, eight years of my life, I was binge eating. And I just thought I'm never going to be able to stop this. I, I don't know how it's even possible to have certain foods in the house and not binge on them or not think about them constantly. And now I'm just everything is just so much better. I can have crisps in the cupboard, chocolates, whatever, the foods that I would always ban myself from from eating, I can have them in the house and not be obsessed with them because I've created a healthy relationship with food by in being able to, to trust myself to to eat all foods, you know? Um but that's just, you know, a little a little tiny bit of that that story. But uh, I realized as well at the same time that I was well I was starting a relationship with Dave, my partner who I'm with now. And I had just come back from kind of traveling and working a little bit on an island in Scotland. I'd come back and I was living at my mum's and I was working in a hotel, working for anyone who's ever worked in hotels, the kind of shifts that you do work there. And so we're at the beginning of a relationship and, you know, you're desperate to see them all the time, aren't you? So we're trying to fit and seen each other. He works shifts as well. So it was trying to fit him in whilst trying to still... I still had issues with my weight and I was still wanting to maintain my weight and control my weight. So I was still trying to fit in fitness. I was, uh, you know, trying to fit all this around the fact that I was living with my mum. I didn't have a car at the time and we lived kind of like um, a 25 minute traveling distance. So there was a lot of things going on. And I realized that every time I would be popping in the house to, I don't know, pick some clothes up, for example, or just stay there for like an hour or two or even just come in for the evening I'd be turning to food or if not food I'd just feel this this anxiety and I, I knew that I was anxious then but I didn't see it as anxiety and it wasn't until I was ready to embrace that that I had you know my perfect the, the perfect person for it as well Dave because he's been through his own mental health issues as well and so he was able to help me realize like yeah no you you have anxiety and to break it down my anxiety stems mainly around time, I guess, because, well, I mean, there's loads of reasons as to why we can have anxiety and I'm still kind of working into that now with my therapist. But basically, I've had this need to control uh, my life, every aspect of my life, from the food and fitness, which then obviously triggered the binge eating, from all that, to just controlling everything I did I was single for a long period of time and I had a really independent lifestyle in which I could I could by and large do what I wanted to so that ended up kind of 
leaning into, you know, one of my days would be like, right, I'm going to get up at this time. I'm going to meditate at this time. I'm going to meet my friends at this time. I'm going to exercise at this time. And it just everything that didn't need to be bound to a time, I ended up scheduling throughout the day. And because I didn't have anyone else to think about at this point, I was single and yeah, I lived with my mum. So, you know, to a certain extent, I'd have to think about her, but, it, but, um, you know, this was really like me living this independent life and I could control every aspect of it. So that's what I was doing. And then when I met Dave and then we obviously started a relationship and then work was there and our shift schedule and everything, I wasn't able to exert that control over my life anymore. And I didn't want to because, you know, I wanted love in my life and I'd wanted love in my life for a long time, but I was denying it because I was worried about losing this control. And so eventually then the anxiety came out and it came out the same time that my binge eating was ending as well so my binge eating is very related to my relationship with my body um and the effects that diet culture diet culture has on on our relationship with ourselves but also a lot of the time when we are binge eating or engaging in some form of disorders eating there's potentially a mead a, a mead <laughs> mead i don't even like mead but um there's potentially a need that we're not meeting. So I was, when I was binge eating, it was often when I would get home in the evening, I'd be like, oh, I can't wait to relax. Just like put TV on or whatever because I'd keep myself busy all day. I was very active. And then I would get there and I'd be like, right, sit, chill. And then all of a sudden these feelings would come in, which were kind of anxious feelings. I'm looking back now and I realized this, but I could quell it straight away by eating. And it was like a comfort. So for a long period of time I had anxiety but I coped by by eating away by eating to hide my anxiety and then you know it obviously came out as my my this obsessive control that I had over life wasn't possible anymore which was really great but in the beginning of my journey I was becoming aware of when I was when I was anxious but I was still resisting it. So say I'd be feeling this anxiety because um, I know I gave this example in the last episode, but it was really one that came up time and time again. We'd be having breakfast around the table, me, Dave and his two daughters. And in my head, I would have said like, right, well, breakfast is going to end by about nine o'clock. You know, we're going to sit and chat for a while and then I'm going to go off and do yoga or I'm going to do meditation or maybe we're doing something together, you know, like we're going out, we're going for a walk. And if things weren't happening by the time I said, so say it was nine o'clock and then we, the table, the conversation wasn't anywhere near finished and we're having a nice time. I was starting to feel anxious. And the things that I now realize I do are like, I will obviously, I, I end up not being present. I end up focusing a lot on the time. I get the feeling inside of me of the, of the adrenaline kicking in and my um, nervous system, nervous system starting to, to get going. And I often start doing things like I fidget with my hands, with things around me. I um, start like, I guess picking at my face is probably the best way to say it. I'm like, just feel for spots on my face, you know, or maybe feel on my hairline for things. And I would, I would do little things like that. And, you know, I still do. These are, these are ways on which I know sometimes that before, when it, before it really kicks in, that they're, they're my little signs to say that, oh yeah, I'm starting to feel anxious. And so, so yeah, that'd be what happened. But what I would do is I'd, I'd really not want to feel it. So then I was actually reinforcing it without realizing and that would be like right okay I'm going to escape this situation because this situation is going to make me feel anxious and I would go off and do the thing that my anxiety was wanting me to do so like 
nine o'clock, end of breakfast, right, I'm starting to feel anxious, I'm going to go off and do the yoga that I said I was going to do. Like I said, none of these things are time bound, none of these things needed to be done. But I created this, this in my head. So I was reinforcing it and that is what happens if we are resisting the anxiety and we want it to end, we can often give it what it needs. I was giving it what it needs, I was telling it, no, you're right to trigger in this situation because it's, it's a fearful situation, which it isn't, but that's what that's what you're teaching it by giving it what it wants. And I think a lot of us do this without realising that we're doing it. So that's one thing that I really wanted to mention there as well. And so, yeah, this is what would happen. So over the course of the last couple of years, when I realised that I was resisting in the beginning, I started to like lean into it and start to accept it to be there. So this is when I, I guess, yeah, this is this is the kind of stuff that was working for me. And, and this is where I'm leading into this in the podcast, I guess. Now I had this idea of doing it as like a point one, point two, point three, but I think I'm just going to roll with it. So the first thing that I would want people to bear in mind, like I just said, then was to be aware of when they're resisting. And if anyone could take anything away from this podcast on any episode, it's to be aware of when we're resisting and when we're allowing something to happen. And you know, you can learn to feel it in the body and feel where it is in the body. But whatever we resist persists. And I know that sounds cheesy and it's a phrase that gets thrown around, but it is so true because if we're resisting it, we're allowing it to be there. We're not giving like, well, we're holding it there. We're not kind of giving it space to be there in a nice kind way. We're sort of squeezing it and we're, we're choking it. And, you know, it's it's no good for us as well because we're then teaching ourselves to be tense and to be resistant to whatever's going on. So that would be my big takeaway in that. And that is what I began to do was to lean into the acceptance of it, to know when I was resisting, to know when I was feeling the desire to go off and, you know, quell the anxiety by doing what it was that it wanted me to do. I'm just going to quickly interrupt myself to tell you that I have just started a new Facebook group which is called the Missing Peace Community and this is for anybody who is going on their own journey of self-discovery, they're learning to reconnect to themselves, maybe they're feeling like they're going through a spiritual awakening or maybe they're just curious about this whole journey. So really it's to create a safe space for like-minded people to support and guide each other. If this is something that resonates with you please feel free to come and join us. I will link it in the show notes below or just search for the missing peace community on facebook now back to the episode so that's when i would start to look at my triggers so i'd look at the situations in which i was feeling anxious and sometimes you can't do this in the moment because you know you can feel really quite heightened so this could be something to do as a reflection work which is why journaling i think is really important has been massive in my journey as well but yeah i would start to ask myself, okay, I'm feeling anxious right now. What is happening? What is triggering that? So for example, it'd be like the breakfast around the table. Oh no, I said at nine o'clock I'd go off and do something else and I haven't. I'd said in my brain, you know, that I would do this and I hadn't. And so I would do that and then go, what does it want me to do? Okay, well, the anxiety is wanting me to go off and and continue my, you know, my, my controlling schedule. And so it becoming aware of that, aware of what it was wanting me to do. And then it was to start working with kindness. So it was to start acknowledging that that was there and that, you know, as unpleasant as it is, it can't hurt you. It's a feeling that's there. Your nervous system's triggered. It needs to come back down now, but this isn't actually going to hurt you. So 
knowing that as as you know simple as it sounds i think can be so freeing because we can you know we are our nervous system being triggered we're getting to a fight or flight state so our whole body is going right where the fuck is the danger like let's escape it and actually it's been able to go you know what thank you thank you for being there i understand why you're there but we're okay we're safe right now and we're gonna ride this out so you're not going to give into it i'd so then for example i would then sit at the the breakfast table it the thoughts would be coming up and i'd be like you know what thank you for being there you're allowed to be here i give you space to be here but i'm going to continue staying at this table because that's what i wanted to do i didn't want to go off and just leave a table of having a lovely conversation with my family to go and sit by myself do my meditation or go for a walk or even just be obsessed about the fact that we need to be out the house now you know like i want to flow with life i want spontaneity in my life i don't want to feel this control all the time so getting clear on exactly how anxiety isn't serving you is really important as well and then so yeah this is kind of how my journey has been over the the past couple of years really and there are times also when we can be feeling anxious and it can maybe just be like a low level state that we've had we're feeling throughout the day and we, we don't really know quite why we're feeling it and sometimes that can be the worst because it's kind of always there and this is when we really have to lean into acceptance and this is when we really have to lean into self-care so every time that that's happened i realized this over the past couple of weeks it's quite a new discovery for me in that every time i was starting to feel this anxiety or any kind of feelings that in inverted commas you could say were negative i would be like oh what's that where does that come from oh it's from that limiting belief oh right yeah i don't feel worthy okay i can't do that right that's how i'm feeling that's okay i understand it but what i was doing is i was diving into it every time and i'm already aware of why it was there so yeah it's been aware that you're not constantly triggering yourself so sometimes it's just a case of going look i know why you're there thank you but i'm going to continue doing what i'm doing anyways rather than fully diving into it every single time like Ooh, what limiting belief is that related to when did that one come about that's work that's definitely needs to be done but when you're kind of like i guess where i'm at you don't want to dive into that every time you're you're resisting as well you know it's kind of a form of resistance so it's it's accepting again all about the acceptance but yeah sometimes we have it throughout the day and that can be really quite difficult so in them situations again it's about being kind it's about relaxing and letting it be there and i also something that i think has worked really well for me recently is being able to identify where that feeling is in the body so it's kind of going to somatic work here so that could just sometimes you know it might literally be one minute that i would do this or sometimes i take some time throughout the day and just go right okay do a little couple of breaths sink into my body where am i feeling resistance it doesn't necessarily mean to be like i feel anxiety in that area it's just like where's resistance and then start breathing into it and kind of sending love to that area and letting it release and that's been really beautiful because you're kind of giving it space you're giving it space to be there and opening up and you know and it's another beautiful way of connecting to ourselves so in terms of being able to manage the anxiety aside from doing the deeper work into you know the why it's there it's important to establish a routine of self-care and to ensure that your needs are being met throughout the day and i think what's really a, a really great way of doing this is to be aware of what we're doing in the morning and the evening so do you start your day by getting up looking at your phone straight away or you know your emails or you know something that's very reactive it might even just be putting tv on are you doing all that first because what you're doing there is you're already priming your brain to be reactive to what it's seeing what it's doing and you know it can be difficult i'm not 
I don't do this every single day, but I'd say probably, gosh, 90% of the time I will not go on my phone until I've, like, I've walked the dog. I've, I go for a walk myself now sometimes, or maybe it's journaling or meditation. I go inwards first and I work out how I'm feeling, um, maybe what I'm grateful for, what I would like to call in for the day and just process anything that's there. So it's about connecting to yourself before you go out into the world and react because if you put your phone on straight away and you see some text messages even if you don't look and read them straight away you've already got that thought in your mind i've also just realized i said text messages who gets text messages now <laughs> but you get your whatsapp or whatever and uh, it's there in your mind you're like oh i'll just quickly reply to that or oh i'll quickly reply to that or if not you're still going oh i need to reply to that but if you don't know that's there you can go inwards first and this is a really great way of self-care and really connecting to ourselves so in terms of self-care, I think like, you know, journal out what you, what makes you feel good, like what kind of things can you incorporate into your day and your schedule. So be aware of like what your schedule's like, of course, maybe you don't have that much time, you're really busy. So where can I fit in something that feels really good for me? Maybe that's going for a five minute break uh, on your, you know, it's a five minute walk on your lunch break, or maybe that's taking a bath in the evening. But, you know, it's it's really about incorporating that into your regular routine and, you know, just showing yourself that you're there for you and that you are important and you deserve to be cared for and you deserve to have your needs met. You know, you deserve to be soothed. You deserve to feel supported. And as I said then about a morning routine, it's also the same on the other side of the day. And I think this is massive, especially for anybody who does struggle with sleeping, because I do have issues with that. And uh for I guess a long period of my, my life with having a really overreactive brain you'd go to bed and in that moment go oh but what about this what about that oh, I've probably got a note on my phone about this and oh I didn't process that and I would also go into a bit of a daydream state I'd be like oh I'm gonna just visualize about what I would like in my life and I would go to bed and it would be about an hour that I'd be lying there doing all this before I go to sleep and so it was something that I ended up reinforcing but um but yeah so it's it's still there and it's uh, hard to unravel sometimes but what's really helped me is uh creating a pm routine so winding down in the evening which for me looks like journaling journaling about my day again journaling my thoughts and also i sometimes just get out on the paper what what's on my mind in terms of like to-do lists you know get that all out so then my brain sees it on a piece of paper and could just put it to bed for the night you know literally but also not literally because then it would be in bed with you. You don't, you don't want all that. And then you wouldn't be sleeping. So the opposite of that, don't put it to bed, but put it to bed. You know, you get to me. <laughs> Make of that what you will. But yeah, so I would write it all down on paper. And uh, I also do an evening meditation. I literally have that on going to sleep. So I listen to them. I really love the Jason Stevenson ones on YouTube. And they're asleep talk down sleep meditation sometimes sleep stories and it just gives your brain that chance to to shut off which is really really important so and again as you probably can imagine if other so many times is just don't go on your phone in the evening it's not just about the light it's about the reaction again like i was saying about the morning do you really want to get your brain into a reactive state in the evening no so yeah try not to do it and you know that can you can maybe incorporate some reading you can maybe do some yoga you know whatever it is give yourself that time to wind down in the evening and to tell your brain that look this is what we do to wind down ready for sleep and then you know say you have um, a peppermint tea every every night and by the time you know you get into a habit of it you start making your you know you put the kettle on you make your peppermint tea and your brain's like oh yeah this is my time to chill this is my time to relax so yeah incorporating all this self-care into my daily routine and this time to connect to myself has been massive
So if I look at where I am now in my life compared to what it was like when I wasn't aware of my anxiety and therefore not aware of a lot else as well inside of me, you know, I, I felt I felt such little worth. I kind of felt like I was a bit of a failure and a quitter and didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. I felt uncomfortable in my own company, again, because I would have been <laughs> binge eating and using that as a coping mechanism for my anxiety and for everything else that was going on there and this need to control everything in my life. And now, you know, through this journey and through actually having anxiety and embracing it, and, you know, it's it's there, it's here with me, but I'm grateful for it because it's meant that I have connected to myself. I've been able to dive into why it's there and I've been able to work out by connecting to myself what it is that I need, what what drives me, what my values are, what I prioritise and, you know, what my purpose is, our purposes, because <laughs> I was so obsessed with the idea of one purpose, but we can have so many different purposes and, and passions and, you know, I guess we could go deeper and say that there's maybe one big purpose in life, but rather than putting that pressure on ourselves, just realising what it is, you know, what do I want to do that lights me up and in order for me to know that it's been connecting to myself and that's meant that anxiety has come along for the ride. So, you know, I embrace it and I really do genuinely thank it. So it's about, I guess, if anything, it's releasing the resistance and it's creating a beautiful routine of looking after yourself alongside doing the work with a therapist to help you get to the bottom of it all. And yeah, I guess my self-worth, my belief in myself, my trust in myself, my understanding of myself and my needs has just gone so like, you know, sky high because of this journey. So I would encourage everybody to start to, rather than resisting the anxiety, like talk to it, have a conversation with it. You know, why are you there? And you what's, what's triggering you? How do you feel? And, you know, comfort it but without reinforcing it, which is often what we're doing when we're resisting, when we're going, I'm just gonna, I want this anxiety to end, so I'm gonna do what it sort of tells me that it, you know, what it wants. So yeah, it's really about awareness, it's about acceptance, and then it's about taking the right action steps and to create this self-care routine. Whilst also, I believe having the professional help is really important as well for you to kind of understand what's going on, because I don't think I would have been able to get to the core of what my anxiety is about without having a therapist. I, I felt like I was kind of doing the work, but I was like, I just don't know why it's here in the first place. So there was this resistance there. But with a therapist, I've been able to explore this. So yeah, I guess this is uh, an episode of my musings of anxiety. And yeah, I just hope that this sharing will be helpful for some some of you out there and just to know that you know you're not alone and that you ultimately are your best teacher i like i said i was very lucky to have a therapist who has helped me understand that and without realizing it she's allowed me to go on my own journey so she's really empowered me so yeah I think that's really important for you to realize that you have everything you need within you and that you can get to know yourself and you know just just live a way more fucking life even with anxiety like I said I'm way more fulfilled now that I know that I have it and that I have this relationship with myself so so yeah these are my musings on anxiety I hope you've enjoyed it and uh yeah we'll speak soon next week I've got a bunch of interviews lined up which is really really exciting so we'll have a couple of guests on the show so I'm really looking forward to sharing that with you so yeah have a great weekend everybody goodbye <laughs>